What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, the good news is uh, that none of the stuff happening in the Middle East is biblical. (laughs) At all. So don't worry about that. Uh, The time for choosing is here, gang. You have to decide what side you are on, good or evil. And it is pretty clear to me. Uh, Last night, we had uh, in, in Jordan, of all places, and in Palestine, we had Palestinians and those who were supporting the Palestinians try to bust in to our embassy. Thank goodness they didn't get past any of the gates, but... We are in a different world, and it could go global quickly. And do we even have a Republican Party that is watching the news? I'm, I'm not really sure. Uh, we'll talk about that and the, and the plan going forward. And also, uh, hard truths. Who are you, and will you stand? And what does that mean in today's world? All coming up in 60 seconds. First... When you go into a grocery store to buy food for yourself and your family, what's the first thing you look at when you get to the meat aisle? Price, right? And then the sell-by date. And you're getting closer and closer to the sell-by date because it's cheaper. Uh, We don't even really pay attention whether it's made in America anymore, but we better pay attention to that because that, those farmers and those ranchers are the ones that are the backbone of our food industry and our government and everybody else is doing the best they can to destroy those ranchers well that's one of the reasons good ranchers is here they want to give you the top quality meat they want to support our american ranchers 100 percent american uh chicken beef and pork and also fish now at good ranchers but also uh, they do a lot of good keeping those guys in business and save you money in the long run. It's GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK. Get $25 off of any box that you do. Do some serious good for yourself, your family, and others by having American meat delivered to your door. From GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save $25 off at GoodRanchers.com. Uh, all right, Stu, can you just I, I watched this vote yesterday and in so much frustration. Um, and then I, I listened last night uh, about the meetings that were happening and uh, it didn't go well. It did not go well. <laughs> that's a good summary mm. uh, of the entire process. Yes, that's true. There were 20 votes against Jordan. On the Republican side, a bunch of votes for McCarthy, a bunch of votes for Scalise, a few for Lee Zeldin, uh, you know, some other various uh, votes here and there. But generally speaking, those are the three pockets of votes. And we can go through the names if you want at some point, uh, if you want to like, go through the, the 20. Yeah, just give them. Quickly, Don Bacon of Nebraska, Ken Buck of Colorado, Lori Chavez de Remer of Oregon, Anthony Diaz-Pazito of New York. Mario Diaz-Balart of Florida, Jake Elzey of Texas, Andrew Garabino of New York, Carlos Jimenez of Florida, Tony Gonzalez of Texas, Kay Granger of Texas, Mike Kelly. There's no reason for Texas. There's no reason for Texas. None. 
No excuse. None. What are these people thinking? Anyway, go ahead. Mike Kelly of Pennsylvania, Jen Kiggins of Virginia, John James of Michigan, Nick LaLotta of New York, uh, Doug LaMalfa of California. I will say with LaMalfa specifically, he, I believe, said after this vote that he would be a yes on Jordan the next time. I'm not exactly sure the reasoning for that, but he said he would be coming on board. We'll see if that's true today. Mike Lawler of New York, John Rutherford of Florida, Mike Simpson of Ohio, of Idaho, uh, Victoria Sparts of Indiana, someone we've we're friends of, a friend of the show and, and someone we like, um, and Steve Womack of Arkansas. Those are your twenty that went on there. And this just gets this is such an important day, and this Jordan series of votes is crucial because it's a probably our last chance to make things better. Right mm-hmm. after this, your your best case scenario is about mm-hmm. equal with McCarthy, probably. Um, so this is your last chance to make things better. And after this, things start setting in. Like, how do you feel about these twenty people? I know some of them you like, but there's a couple of them in that, you, that you probably do like. But generally speaking, like the the moderate Republican who's stopping this process, how do you feel about that person right now? Uh, not good. Not good. Not good. Not and, good. And here's and here's why. Um, we have a budget. That has to be solved before Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And every day you waste is another day that we're not going to get to that budget. And I'm telling you right now, the budget is going to come right before the holidays. And just as predicted before any of this, they're not going to do anything. They're going to pass another continuing resolution. And that will just give more power to the deep state to do whatever it is they want because Congress will not do its job and pass actual budgets. And the world is on fire. You know, Mm -hmm. you have you right now have Joe Biden over uh, in Israel trying to look like he's tough. Now, I appreciate the fact that he's over there. I appreciate the fact that he's. Talking strong on Israel, I don't believe him or anybody in his administration when it comes to Israel. You caused the problem. Even the Middle East, you know, Saudi Arabia and everybody else coming out and saying he refused to engage and then he canceled the peace process that Trump had going for him. Uh, So, you know, uh, he caused the problem. However, where are the Republicans? Where is Congress? How are they, how are you going to do anything to stop a, more money going to Hamas? He's now asking, I think today, for a hundred billion dollars cut between Israel and uh, Ukraine. Okay, great, great, another hundred billion dollars. So you know, in today's dollars, adjusted for inflation, the entire Marshall Plan, which was rebuilding Europe, cost us hundred and fifty billion dollars. Okay, this will bring our Ukraine and, you know, our giveaways here for this uh, over two hundred billion dollars. And we should also note that we just gave Ukraine a new type of missile that uh, the reason we held off on it for a long time is because the White House and military experts were worried that Vladimir Putin may see it as a red line. Mm hmm. And then we just did it anyway. We are headed for a global war. Okay. That, uh, Rome, well, what happened to the miracle? What happened to all that miracle talk? Whatever happened to all that one in a million talk? Yeah. Well, it, <laughs> it, it died on the floor of the house yesterday. Um, the, I mean, there could be a miracle. 
but it will take a miracle. I I'm telling you this, hoping that I am wrong, but my job is to warn you and to tell you God is very aware of you, your problems, everything that is going on. None of this is coming as a surprise to him. Trust in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Trust in him. Make a compact, or if I dare say it, a covenant with him. That is our hope. That is our rock. It says it on our money. Do any of us actually mean it anymore? So let me back up a little bit. I think you just showed how annoyed you are with these representatives that have blocked the Jordan situation. Because it is because there are so many things to do. Right. Really important things. Get the job done. If one of them came to you and said, hey, can you help me with this right now? Some issue they were working on. How responsive would you be to that particular request? Would you, you be mean, like, you know what, I'll of do... A, as part of a deal to get them to vote or just... Yeah, no. like if they came to you and said, hey, you know what, we want to get our guy in. Like we got this, we got one of these, one of the people on this 20 and we want to get them as the Speaker of the House. Can, wanna work, can you work with me on that? Most likely you'd be like, screw off, right? You just blew up our one chance. Now I'll look at it. If the I'll guy's look at it. Person, if it's good, right? I'd do it. But the chances of, of that um, very uh, high and, uh, high-minded view penetrating every one of these Republicans who's very now annoyed at the Jordan thing not going through is low. So now you've created, we have three groups of these people. Yep. The people who really liked McCarthy, who are furious at people like Matt Gates for blowing up the McCarthy. So am I, so am I not for blowing it up, yep. but for blowing it up without a plan. Mm. So am I then sorry, you, Matt. Yeah, you, you, I mean, it's not, a, and it's not even about him. I mean, look, there was eight people who voted for it. Uh, it's not a, it's not a it's not an individual you know no, personal criticism but it is like it's it, look we're risking something significant here and the upside unless you, jordan gets through is hard to see not good. but but let's go through these groups number one is the mccarthy group they're pissed off that, that mccarthy's they're loyal they're best friends with mccarthy they mm-hmm. were working with them they had high positions they had they were annoyed that this got blown up right yes then scalise wins that initial vote over jordan he gets to probably about the same level that Jordan got to behind the scenes. He never, they never had an official vote, but he's probably around that area. And those people now who are best friends with Scalise and have worked with him for enough. Now, those people are annoyed and say, those two groups say, I'm never giving Matt Gates what he wants. I'm never giving those Jordan people what they want. Screw them. Now, Jordan gets really close. And now there's Jordan's best friends and all the people that work with him. And now that third group has been created. And those people are like, you blew up Jim Jordan out of spite. I'm never giving you what you want. And now you have 20, 30 representatives who are basically dedicated to never give the thing that the other side wants to them. Now you have a situation where moderates can look around and say, you know what? This is untenable. It's never, we're never going to get to 217. And with anyone over here, what if we go to the Democrats and pull 10, 20, 30, 100, 200 of them together to put someone we can all agree on in place? And now we've gone from McCarthy, who wasn't great, to another option who could have been better, to now something much, much worse. And 
potentially catastrophic because if you get someone that the Democrats want and you can pull over just five, think of how we feel about these moderate Republicans today. You, the Democrats need to bribe five of them, five, and they can have whoever they want. You're telling me five of these people are not vulnerable to that sort of treatment? to committee appointments, to uh, to uh, perks, to promises. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I bet they are. Hang on just a second. Maybe not today, but as soon yeah. as they have proven and as soon as people start to say the Republicans can't get anything done. Yes. We've got to get something done. Then they'll vote with the Democrats, maybe not for Hakeem Jeffries, but for somebody yeah. else. Mm-hmm. And they'll go with the Democrats and they'll say, look, we have to get the work done for the American people. And it's a W for the Democrats. And this is why today is so important. And the next few days, I don't know that Jordan gets through today, but if they can get Jordan through, this solves a lot of this. Once these factions start getting larger and larger there's a chance i i don't think there's a good chance but i will say um i'm hopeful as you just you we've been talking a little bit about miracles today maybe there's one in store for us i don't know Uh, but i looking at the math i think it's very difficult to get there in fact there's a good chance the reason they didn't have this vote yesterday is because they thought there'd be more than 20 who opposed jim jordan now, there are a couple. I mentioned LaMalfa, who seems like he's on the Jordan side now. There's another representative who was at a funeral yesterday who will come back and vote for Jordan. They can now lose four and not just three uh, on the Republican side. But this math is really difficult, Glenn. And, and if they can't get over the hump here, you create a problem where there's just a stalemate between all of these factions. It could get passed through still. But you know how petty Washington politicians are. And if they are, if they remain uh, consistent with their past behavior, you're in a situation where it's going to be basically impossible to get any Republican across that line. And if you can't get a Republican across that line, they're not going to go, you know, 15 months without a speaker. The Democrats will come up with something. They've already tried. They've already tried. The, they've already floated the George W. Bush trial balloon. They've already uh, floated a, uh, a balloon on McHenry, which... If Jordan doesn't get through, you're starting to get to the point where, well, McHenry looks like the best that's going to happen out of this. Mm-hmm. And every, McHenry is essentially exactly uh, McCarthy, except you'll have less defenses if he decides to do things that uh, that annoy us. Because he will take out, he will strip all those things that were utilized against McCarthy. Or he won't do the job. You see, like, it feels like they should just get this done. But you see how difficult it is. The answer to this, of course, long term, is to make sure your majority is not four people because this makes it almost impossible. The media keeps coming after the Republicans They're like, oh, it's Republicans in chaos. I, they can't get anything done. Well, you know what? When you have the smallest majority in the history of the government, it's really hard to do this stuff. You know, it's better than having the minority. But it's very difficult to get anything done when you have a four-seat majority. you you got to run candidates in purple districts that we won't always be excited about to make that majority 30 or 40, and then this stuff is easy. But until you get that stuff done, you're in this situation. And this is going to be... I I wouldn't be surprised if whoever gets this role gets thrown out again. you got a four-seat majority. Well, with that... Uh, being said, maybe we should not call our congressman. We should call our God today. Um, <laughs> Wait, you have that number? <laughs> Can we call? Oh, you'd be, oh you would be—you would be amazed God. on who's in my Rolodex. He doesn't take my calls, however. Um, 
by the way, Biden is speaking. Can we hear just a little bit of uh, what Biden is saying? We will be safe, secure. There you go. Okay, good. Thank you. That's actually better than I expected. Yeah, uh, he's um, United States is going to stand. He's asking for unprecedented aid or promising unprecedented aid to Israel. God only knows what that means. And now he's teetering off the stage. Um, All right. Let me tell you about uh, Relief Factor. Cheryl wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She said, I've just been diagnosed with uh, bone on bone hip issues. I had an accident where a huge chair fell on my knees. I've been going up uh, pain going up and down my legs kept me from sleeping at night. I've tried everything. Relief Factor is the only thing that helped. I can sleep again. Thank you. Cheryl, thank you. I'm glad you gave Relief Factor a try. Stay away from chairs, I guess. When you're living with pain, life can be a real struggle. Finding the right way to deal with that pain is not fun, but please try to give Relief Factor just a shot. All you have to do is call them or just go online at relieffactor.com. The number, if you want to call, is 800-4-RELIEF. 800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. Order the 1995 three-week quick start. They'll tell you right up front. Try it for three weeks. If it's not working for you, stop taking it. But million, a million-plus people have been taking Relief Factor now. I've ordered the quick start, and 70% of them go on to order more month after month. See if you're part of that 70% and can get your life back. ReliefFactor.com, 800, the number four, Relief. ReliefFactor.com, feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. Glenn, you mentioned Biden was speaking, and I wanted to give you some of his incredible knowledge here, and I have a quote from him, and I think you'll really appreciate is this. Is from the speech? This is from his one of his appearances today. Mm. He said, quote, I asked the Secretary of State when he and I were working in the Senate to write something for me. And he said he wrote a line that I think is appropriate. He said, I want you to take this to heart. Okay. It's not we lead. It's not just well, I won't go into it. I'll wait till later. I'm taking too much time. And I thought that was really profound. Well, I because mean, a lot of times, Glenn, when you get three quarters of a way through a quote, you realize I can't finish the last two words of this quote. I'm running out of time here. I need to stop, say five more sentences that are longer than what it would have been to finish the quote. It's not that he forgot what the quote was or his brain just shut off midstream. It's that he just didn't want to take any more time. He was concerned about the time for the next two words of that quote that he had already butchered previously. You are not a ray of sunshine in my little basket today. We are screwed, Glenn. Okay, <laughs> okay. we need I, a miracle. You're okay. right this, on that. I, I find myself in a very odd position because Stu is the one who's supposed to talk me down from the tree. Yes. So I, now I've, I think I have to start talking you down to the tree. You finally joined me in the tree of doom. It's the, I'm, yeah. I, I'm in the tree of doom that that is grown next to a cliff and I'm jumping off the top of it. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. No, I mean, look, this is something that Biden does all the time. When his when his brain shuts off like yeah. a mid-70s right. you know, fiat engine, he... <laughs> 
he just will act like, oh, it's not that I don't know what I'm saying right now, but it's, it's that I'm out of time and I just got to stop. Ah, oh, you guys don't want to hear that. I've gone too far. It's not, it's an excuse. He's lying. His brain you, has stopped. I know, but it's the Fiat engine, not in a Fiat. It's, it's, it's been put into the engine of a plane. That's what's running the plane when it shuts off because we're now <laughs> sitting at the edge of global war. Global war. Gosh, we are screwed. You gotta, you gotta ask yourself who you are. Am I? It does evil even exist? And if so, do we fight it? How do we fight it? And try to give you that answer coming up. The Glenn Beck Program. Cybercrime is a gift that keeps on giving. Even after you get what they've taken back, if you get it back, you can still be looking at damaged credit rating, compromised employment, background checks. I mean, all kinds of stuff. You might not even be able to pay your bills on time, and even that piles up. That's why it's so much better to have LifeLock. Everything you could, everything you have, could be on the line right now. Don't wait for somebody to steal your personal identification, your identity, and start protecting yourself from it. It's equally important to realize that there are measures that you can take to help keep all of this bad stuff from happening. And this is where having LifeLock by Norton installed can save you so much money and hassle. Nobody can prevent all identity theft. Nobody even claims that they could possibly do that. But with LifeLock by Norton, you've got the best of the best watching your back. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 25% now, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or lifelock.com, promo code BECK. It's Studios America, Glenn TV, back-to-back. Do not miss it. It's blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. As uh, we approach uh, the renewing of the American Covenant, which was done by George Washington, our pilgrims, and Abraham Lincoln, uh, that is happening on this program the week before Thanksgiving. I invite you to join. You can find out all the information at glennbeck.com. Just look for the 40 Days and Nights uh, program right on the front page. Skip Moen is uh, with us. Um, he was on with us a couple of weeks ago. He was fascinating, um, talking about how the, the Beatitudes have been mistranslated. And it's, it's so much more beautiful and deep the way uh, he has explained it. But we wanted to get him on um, to talk a little bit about good and evil. And what is the solution here? He's written a great article. You can find it at skipmoen.com. Uh, about what the biblical solution is, but he says, nobody's ever going to want to do it, but I don't know. I think we've tried everything else. Maybe we should go with God's plan. Skip, welcome. Thank you, Glenn. And yeah, it's a good idea. Let's go with God's plan. Yeah. So, so, so the, the solution to the inhumanity of, of humans or Hamas in this case. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I'd like to make a, a little caveat first. I, I have never been to Gaza. I've been to Israel many times. I have friends who live there. I know a lot of rabbis there. I've been to the West Bank. And so my perspective will be, you know, on the side of Israel's struggle against this evil in order for them to have peace. Um, I recognize that there are huge humanitarian issues, but the but I think that we have to back up a little bit and, and remember that this conflict really isn't a conflict about the issues of uh, Gaza and its uh, political and social environment. It's a, it's a conflict between those who wish to exterminate the Jew at any cost, the real enemy, the evil part of that, and the rest of the world. It's not just about Israel. It's about do we allow... Human humans who are absolutely intent on the on the obliteration of an entire ethnic group or a race or whatever it happens to be, do we allow them to continue, or do we stand up and do something about it? Well, why is it that we always seem to get to this place and then we turn a blind eye? Uh, for instance, this is what happened in in Germany. Hitler was very clear on what he was going to do, um, but then he yeah. hid it. These people aren't hiding it. Um, it is in their their mission statements, their charter. They say it all the time. People who are protesting for them on the streets all over the world are saying, you know, death to the Jews, death to Israel, gas the Jews. And yet we always seem to say, well, no, they don't really mean that. <laughs> I, you know, I think that uh, that is definitely part of the problem, but that that comes about because I think in in our west in mo, in the modern Western world we have succumbed to the the um, enlightenment delusion of the goodness of all men and we have been lulled to sleep by a church that has preached God is love uh, without talking about the other side of the coin I mean the the biblical model is pretty clear um, God is love and he expects people to um, respond to that love with a kind of, of character and society that reflects his character and society. But, but the point is that there is another side of the coin, and that, and, and you know, the the principal examples of that in the biblical world are the flood, Sodom and Gomorrah, what happens to Elimelech. Uh, all, the, there are plenty of of uh, examples of harsh judgment when. Uh, it's determined that the you know that the population is beyond redemptive uh, qualities that it no longer exhibits those kinds of of behaviors that qualify them as part of human society and, and I think when we see that happen you know we we are i mean clearly God takes care of some of that stuff in the bible and and I think we as as men who want to men and women who want to reflect his character, we have to do the same we have to remember that. This isn't just, uh, you know, an issue over some humanitarian crisis. This is an issue about whether or not, you know, we have the fortitude to stand up for what's right. Or if we even know what's right anymore. Um, yeah. And it, uh, the judgment comes harsher on those who claim, I think, to be on the side of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob when they fail um than it does even sometimes on the enemies um they seem to continue to go on but 
the the nations and I'm speaking here of ours and Israel, the nations that uh, make a covenant with God and claim to be on God's side when they they stop they're they're allowed to feel the full repercussions of what they've sown yeah i you know i think again it's a, it's a problem with with our current theology that teaches us that god is love and he loves everyone and we should love everyone and we've forgotten the the element of wrath that comes along behind that that says you know there is a responsibility toward um toward peace and and uh, loving kindness toward others and when you fail in that uh, there's a judgment that comes uh, you know so, it, it reminds me glenn of the terrible decision that truman had to make in dropping yes. the atomic bomb on japan i mean certainly there were humanitarian issues involved but it was also in the in a split second the end of the war i mean it it just finished everything that needed to be stopped in order for the war to not continue on and on and on uh, in, a, in a slow way. And I think that, you know, Israel faces the same thing. You cannot allow um, an organization, as you said, whose very constitution calls for the obliteration of every one of your citizens. That, that isn't society. That, that's, a, you know, that's a culture of death. And that's that that that, that, that is also it's also why the rest of the Arab world will not take them in because every time they come in, there's a civil war in their nation Uh, and it's it's a it's a seed of chaos. So what are you saying that uh, Israel just goes until there's nothing left? I, I, you know, I don't want uh, people to be confused about the, you know, the, the, the Palestinian people who are not subject or part of the Hamas movement, because certainly there are some. The problem is sorting it out. The problem is that Hamas controls that environment in such a way that they use those people uh, to accomplish their own purposes as Correct. well. Uh, you, you can't. You know, it's not possible to eradicate Hamas without collateral damage. It just isn't possible because of the way that they operate, right? And the, but the point is, you have to eradicate them. If you don't, you will, it, you know, you remember um, when Joshua mistakenly makes a treaty with a group of people, God has said to him, listen, I want the land cleaned of all these people so that when even the animals occupy it, there's no corruption. And he mistakenly makes a treaty with people who misrepresent who they are, and he makes a covenant with them, and then he keeps that promise. And of course, what, that, what happens is, over the next generations, that mistake grows and fosters an entire um, resident population within the land that causes nothing but chaos and destruction from that point on. And I think that's what Israel faces here. They, they, if they don't exterminate this issue, they, it will continue. It will just, it'll just spring up someplace else. And your point. Okay. Hang on just a second. Cause you use the word exterminate. I want to make sure. Yes. Yeah. Exterminate yeah. Hamas, not exterminate all Palestinians. Yeah. That's right. You're yeah, okay. after Hamas. This is an issue about evil. It's not an I- issue about people, right? It's an issue about how do you 
combat true evil in the world. And your, your point about the Arab nations not wanting them is a really clear indication that there's a real problem here. Right. Not just Israel's problem. Is this any different than what we had in World War II? I mean, with the Nazis, we didn't want to kill all of the Germans, but we'll kill enough of the Germans until they start saying, no, we're not part of this. We want nothing to do with the Nazis. Yes, I think it's very similar. But there's one important exception, and that is that um, Germany, uh, the war that Germany started that Hitler started was not a was not based in a religious ideal and Hamas is basically um, their 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 thinking is basically uh, a religious idea that allows no negotiation no surrender and no uh, qualification at all in other words they will they will um, attempt to achieve their objective no matter what the cost is to the people around them or to themselves because in their mind there's only one objective and that's the extermination of all jews and it doesn't matter if it takes every single one of them to do it which is why negotiating or trying to come up up with a political solution is never going to work it just it just won't happen skip as a as a uh a a bible scholar um you you must see, you know, Gog, Magog, Russia, Iran, never been in an alliance before. They're in an alliance now. The words of those followers uh, in Iran, all of the clerics are what are called Twelvers. Uh, they believe in the Twelfth Imam, and I believe their good guy is our bad guy, and our good guy is their bad guy. Um, and yeah. in, in their end times, uh, philosophies and stories. And they're talking about, this is the war to, uh, bring in the promised one. This, they're talking about a war that is biblical in nature. How concerned are you of this getting into a, a global war and, and something that at least looks an awful lot like, uh, end times kind of predictions? Yeah. Um, Certainly, there's a concern um, because an ideological war uh, doesn't function in the same way that any past war that we're aware of in modern history, right? Our, our wars were all based on basically um, uh, gain and loss. Uh, so we, we went to war when we thought we could achieve a victory with the reasonable results um, and and have some positive Im- impact for ourselves, but an ideological war doesn't work that way. And as you pointed out, a religious war um, has a you know has a, a purpose. Its only purpose is to fulfill the mission that God gives you. And um, and in this case, if God gives them the mission that means that they will bring about the end of the world, then you know their eschatological concern really f- motivates this. Yeah, uh, fervor this 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 insane um, behavior and and justifies it all because in the end you're cleaning the world for the um, coming of the you know of the twelfth Imam yeah. or the or the Messiah right yeah their Messiah not ours um, Skip yeah, uh, thank you so much I appreciate it if you want to read more from Skip we'd love to have you on again skipmowen dot com skipmowen dot com best of uh, best of everything to you stay safe uh, you. let me uh, tell you about our sponsor this half hour 
the fight for life is called that for a reason. Standing up against the evils of abortion in this country is an uphill battle. It's one that we have to win. Uh, if we're ever going to redeem the soul of America, we all have to be standing at the forefront of this movement toward a better tomorrow for the unborn is the ministry of preborn, but they could use your help. When you donate $28 to preborn, you're going to offer a free ultrasound to an expectant mother caught in crisis. And once she hears the heartbeat and sees the precious life her baby's chance of life doubles plus preborn continues to help provide critical care for the mom and for the baby for an additional two years. Now, your tax-deductible gift will go directly to that cause. So please, sponsor one of these precious children's lives today. Give uh, generously if you can. You will not regret saving a baby's life. For $28, you have a 50-50 shot of saving a baby's life. The difference between life and death may be you. All tax-deductible uh, donations, you can donate at pound 250. Say the keyword baby, pound 250, keyword baby. Or you can go to preborn.com slash back. Preborn.com slash back. Sponsored by Preborn. The Glenn Beck Program. This is so difficult because Hamas is keeping people um, in Gaza. They are taking car keys. They are doing everything they can to keep people in Gaza. Because they want the death. They love death. The hospital. Now, I'm seeing two reports. MSNBC. I can't believe they're this bad, but maybe they are. Um uh, the hospital, we now have pictures of the daylight. The hospital is fine. It was the parking lot that blew up. And, I mean, we've seen pictures now from the inside of the hospital, and it's fine. You know, there's no, there's, there's no fires or anything seemingly in the hospital. MSNBC is showing uh, completely different footage of the just this massive wreckage. And they're saying with the headline below it, like hospital hundreds are dead. They're still sticking by this ridiculous claim from Hamas, which everyone at this point knows is false. Now, there is some uh, there was some damage there. What basically seems to happen is Palestinians who want to not get bombed and don't have a place to go wind out basically camping out in uh, parking lots. And why? Of hospitals. And why? Because they know the Israelis won't fire at hospitals. Mm. So... They fired at a hospital that shows that it at its very worst, Israel, something went wrong. Right. But we pretty much know that's not the case now. Right. I mean, we, it, it, we I mean, the video every piece of, of evidence they'd have. I mean, you know, obviously stuff can get manipulated, but even the New York Times has confirmed some of these videos. If you don't believe the IDF, uh, even the New York Times has confirmed some of these videos. So. Long story short, it was a bad incident. Does not seem like hundreds were killed. Hospital was not destroyed. Yet MSNBC still seems to be showing footage that would make you believe it was. And still saying hundreds dead in hospital strike. We are going to talk to uh, the deputy editor of the Washington Free Beacon. He is uh, living in Israel and he's not coming back.